When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. For Macca's, Juicy Angus Beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to the Macca's Run, where we recap all the major sporting stories, the news of the day. If you're just getting into the car and you haven't been able uh, to get on the phone, to give us a call on one 736 736 The floor, of course, is always yours. Macca's Run is all about you having your say on the news of the day, and plenty of news on the menu today. It's all for the Macca's. It's all for Macca's. Distractingly good deals only on the My Macca's app. Jack Rewalt, special guest on the show. We're going to speak to him across a couple of segments. I actually recorded the chat a little earlier. Uh, we covered a whole range of different topics, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you that chat. Uh, it's been a big week for the Tigers, of course, co-captains for the first time in their club history, Sydney Stack. Damien Hardwick's uh, really open and raw, vulnerable and honest interview that he's done. We're going to talk about that. Dusty Martin, how he's tracking coming in to this season. We'll talk leadership. We'll talk a whole range of different things with Jack Rewalt. Uh, but let's Let's have a look at what's on the uh, the Macca's run at news menu for the day. And we'll start off with uh, the Victorian Premier, Dan Andrews, confirming this morning that the government had signed off on a submission for a formal bid for the 2026 Commonwealth Games with the vision being predominantly a regional event. This is what Dan Andrews had to say. What that means is that exclusively the organisers and the, the owners of the Commonwealth Games will work with us as we determine the costs and benefits of hosting the Games and we work through the details involved in putting in a bid. Uh, This exclusivity speaks to the fact that we are the sporting capital of our nation. Uh, We have all that is needed uh, to make an event like this a fantastic success for us and for everybody right across the Commonwealth. There's a key point of difference here though. It's not just about taking this off the shelf. It's not just about rerunning what was done back in 2006. This will be Uh, Our vision is for this to be predominantly a regional Victorian event. It's about taking uh, this amazing competition across many, many different sports into regional cities and towns. Uh, Jobs, tourism, visitors, economic activity, but also amazing legacy benefits. Housing, skills and training, community facilities, sporting facilities, as well as uh, a big arts and culture, a big festival that would go alongside these 2026 games. Uh, This is, or can be, subject to all of the work that will be done over these next couple of months. But our vision for this is a games like no other, and that'll be great for regional Victoria, great for the state, for jobs, for investment, for confidence, uh, and just to reassert, if there was any question in anyone's mind, we are the major events capital, the sporting capital, and regional Victoria truly is the most beautiful part of our nation. Uh, lovely plug for the sporting capital as well there from Dan Andrews. Of course, no sporting capital tonight going uh, into uh, Talking City and then into the A-League tonight. But 
Thank you to Dan Andrews for that plug. Uh, what I like about that is the focus on it being a predominantly regional event. If you remember a couple of years ago, basically we rolled straight into COVID uh, from the bushfires. So the regional towns, like everybody, not saying that anyone's worse off than anybody else, but regional Victoria has absolutely suffered from a lack of uh, tourism, people coming to the town, spending money in the town. So if this can go a long way to helping recoup some of the money that they've lost over the last two and a half to more years, then I think this could be something very, very special. Now, some will say that $200 billion in debt, which we're reportedly going to find ourselves in from a state perspective, isn't probably the right kind of balance sheet to be now looking at going and spending what you'd need to spend on a Com Games. But the, And there's always conflicting reports about whether a Commonwealth Games or an Olympic Games is something that has a fiscal benefit. What's the monetary benefit that comes in? Last time, uh, 2006, $2.9 spent that got an increase of $1.6 in gross state product uh, over the last 20 years. It created over 13,500 jobs. So there are a lot of positives to come out. May not have run at a profit, but the Gold Coast Com Games did. $1.5 billion spent, $2.5 billion a year on in direct uh, impact uh, to their economy. Uh, 200% increase in sport participation around the Gold Coast area. 320 subsequent events at the venues that were created. Uh, the three events, the, the three um, venues that they constructed for that uh, they spent $657 million. So that was uh, on construction contracts to get the venues and the village up and running. 90% of that work was done by local businesses. So there are tremendous benefits uh, to obviously creating a Commonwealth Games. And if it's done right, then you can get benefits for a long time into the future from it. But I certainly think the idea of it being regional, obviously Bendigo is going to have to have the basketball elite stadium. The Bendigo stadium can't be anywhere else. Just lock that in right now. But if you are listening from a regional area, what event would you think has to be held uh, in your city, in your town? I, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I did make a joke before speaking of A-League and speaking of um, all things soccer, that maybe the diving could happen at Amy Park. No laughter at all. <laughs> ah, just a little joke for all our... Oh, Mick. Uh, just a little joke for all our soccer friends. Uh, but th this could be uh, an absolutely phenomenal uh, event uh, and it could have tremendous benefits uh, for regional Victoria. Uh, ben Simmons has spoken today for the first time since he's been sitting out the whole season, about $20 million in fines for uh, not turning up for the 76ers. They hold out, ended up... Um, culminating in a trade uh, for James Harden, uh, some other players involved as well. This is what he had to say for the first time today about why it got so bad in Philadelphia. If I knew, I, I would tell you everything. But um, there's just a lot of things internally that, you know, had happened um, over time. And it just got to a place where I don't think it was good for me mentally. So, you know, it is what it is. It happened and, and uh, moving forward. So He also spoke about his relationship with the 76ers and Joel Embiid. They were happy, you know, for me to just be in a different situation and, you know, to, for me to get back on the floor eventually. So uh, overall, I think, you know, they, they supported me well enough through this. Did you speak with Joel? No, I did not. And he was asked why he felt the need to change his environment. It was just piled up. A bunch of things that have gone over the years to where I just knew I wasn't myself and I needed to get back in, into that place of, you know, being myself and, and being happy as a person and taking care of my well-being. And that was like, the, that was the major thing for me. It wasn't about the basketball. It wasn't about the money, anything like that. You know, I want to be who I am and, and get back to, you know, playing basketball at that level and, you know, being myself.
He also spoke about his mental health and if that had, um, if that was the major reason for wanting a trade. You're saying that the mental health issue preceded you requesting the trade in the off season. Okay. I guess, can you just shed a little light on the timeline? Yeah, for me, it wasn't, that was never, the mental health has nothing to do with just the trade. You know, it was, it was a bunch of things that I was dealing with as a person in my personal life that I don't really want to go into depth with. But yeah, I'm here now. So, you know, it's a blessing to be, you know, in an organization like this. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to getting back on the floor and, and building something great here. So Ben Simmons today, and I, that's been met with a whole lot of skepticism. And he's been attacked again by uh, several portions of mainly Philadelphia media, but Stephen A. Smith from ESPN as well. Ben Maller is the other one. Without being too, without being too uh, preachy, I think we we got to be very careful when we start to cast doubts over people's mental health. If we dispute them, if we start to call them liars when they're claiming to have mental health struggles, that's a very, very dangerous road to go down. If there are people that are, are using mental health as an excuse for, for bad behaviour or to try and cover up something, then that is a slap in the face, of course, to all those who deal with mental health issues legitimately on a daily basis. And those people that if they do do that, will need to live with themselves and reconcile that within themselves. and But we need to be very, very careful, thinking that we know better than what somebody is telling us, thinking that we know more about them than they know uh, about themselves. I would never think it would be my place to dispute someone's diagnosis uh, of, of mental health difficulties. Um, I'd rather be, and people might think that's naive, but I've seen some of the texts that have been coming through today, and I just reckon we need to be very, very careful when we say that someone's lying about their mental health. When on the other hand, we're telling people to open up, to tell us, to speak up, to call Lifeline 13 11 14, to, to be open, to be vulnerable. We're encouraging all that when someone does, oh no, you're lying though. Who are we to tell anybody that they are lying about their mental health? I'd rather be wrong thinking the best of someone um, than be right thinking the worst of them. I just, I'm not going to get on too much of a soapbox, but that struck me today that, geez, be very careful thinking that you know better. You might think you know, but you don't know. And I don't know. We don't know. I, I don't like, it really doesn't sit comfortably with me when people start doing that. Um, one 736 Big week for leadership groups. We've had Richmond co-captains, uh, Dylan Grimes and Toby Nankervis. I'm going to speak to Jack Rewalt shortly uh, about all that. Collingwood today, we knew Scott Penderbury was going to be captain, but they announced that Jeremy Howe. Uh, Taylor Adams uh, and Darcy Moore were going to be the vice captains for Collingwood. And Craig McRae spoke about captains. He spoke about leadership uh, at the club today. So another thing that makes me happy is we're going to announce our leadership group. And we'll finalise that. And you guys and staff included voted on that. I'm going to put some numbers up in a minute. I just want you to digest it. Now, I once heard that feedback is, is yours. And it's not good or bad. It's like a meal. You don't have to eat it all. So take this on board. Eat what you want of it. But what we're going to say is that the, the numbers will jump out at you. And, you know, there's some, some really good positive uh, signs in terms of the depth of our leadership. Craig McRae speaking today. Scott Pendlebury spoke about uh, his new role being deployed off half-back. Yeah, yeah, I'll be playing, um, you know, a bit more back this year. I think Fly's already, um, you know, put that across as well. So, yeah, with, with guys like Braden Maynard, Crispy... Um, Nicky Dacos getting more time in the midfield I'll go to half back a bit more and there'll be still times when I'll go go through the midfield but yeah my role will be sort of back and mid yeah, it's hard having to defend someone <laughs> I haven't had to do that too many times but um, no, I've really enjoyed playing behind the ball it's something that I've actually wanted to do for, for a long period of time so to get that opportunity 
um, you know, for a whole pre-season and train down there and, uh, yeah, you know, at my age to, to learn a new role and to sort of, yeah, put my head down and, and get to work and watch some guys around the league, how they play that position and, and really learn and, and school myself up. It's been exciting. Scott Penderbury speaking about uh, playing off half-back this year, a new role to him as Braden Maynard, Jack Crisp looked to spend more time in the midfield. He did say, and the quote is, it could be my last year as a player, I don't know, but I'm not really thinking about that. I'm thinking about having a good pre-season, which I've had, and getting the boys ready for the season. It was a throwaway line, I think. I don't think that it's a, well, it could be my, I don't think it was definitive as what we're sort of, when you read it in black and white, you think, big scoop. Big revelations made today, but when you hear him, it's it's more of a throwaway line. Um, it could be his last year. We don't know what's around the corner, but he's not even thinking about that or contemplating that uh, right now. Uh, speaking of the Pies, Adam Cooney today gave his view on where he thinks that the Pies will finish up. I think they're, they're rock solid yep. in their back six. Um, the, the midfield will be young and developing, so it's going to take some time. They're going to get bullied by some of the big boys in the competition. But the forward line is it's it's the main issue. Um, I said that they flirted um, with Mason Cox and looked like he was going to be the answer and having some of those big games in finals and kicking sort of five goals and it looked like well he's ready to to be that key forward and lock down but he just hasn't been able to do it consistently. So um, Jordan Ngoi I mentioned is their best forward but they need him in the midfield. So he's got to be that big body that goes in there and matches it with Christian Petraka, matches it with Marcus Bontempelli, with Dustin Martin, all these uh, a- Nat Fife, the best midfielders in the competition. He's got to be in that conversation, mm. Jordan Degoe. So I'd love to have him as a key forward out of the goal square who kicks you 40 goals, but he just needs to be their best midfielder. And they need Darcy Cameron to step up. They need Majacek to go to another level. Jamie Elliott needs to be fully fit because he can help out but yeah the, the worry I have for Collingwood is where the goals are going to come from Alright the verdict uh, in in short will they win more than six games in 2022 you touched on it just before no they won't they'll win five to six so they're not I don't think they're going to improve and get to seven games mm. Adam Cooney uh, SENSA breakfast this morning uh, Steve's in Griffith who wants to speak com games g'day Steve Steve, you're on air. Fire away. Steve-o. Hello, Steve. We might come back to Steve on the other side of this. Other leadership group announcements today. Jack Zebel will captain North Melbourne again. Tom Jonas will captain Port Adelaide again. Before we get to Jack Grewald on the other side of this, Brendan Gale spoke to Dwayne Russell. Fantastic chat. SEN.com.au. Goes for about 18 minutes. Really worth having a, a full listen to. Uh, Brendan Gale, uh, such an impressive uh, footy boss, uh, well, CEO, but uh, such an impressive uh, person. And you can see why people think he might not be uh, too far out of the, the top job uh, in the AFL. He spoke about the learnings from last year. Oh, we've taken a lot out of last year, Dwayne. Um, and, uh, you know, firstly, we, we've probably had the time to reflect and and um, and to and to, you know, gather those really important insights and, and the evidence and the data and, and then, then adjust and change and reposition accordingly. So, um, no, we feel, we feel very strong. Um, now, I'm not sure where that takes us, of course, but I feel very strong, strongly that we'll respond. Um, you know, I, I can see the narrative that's being sort of written for us. It's, you know, Richmond have, have done, they're climbing the mountain and they're on on the way down, and um, I, I I sense that, and I, and I know that's sort of how the media works, but that's not us. Um, 
that's not us. So um, where it takes us, I don't know, but we're a, we're, we're a proud group and, um, and we'll respond. We're going to talk more about the Tigers with Jack Rewald on the other side of this. Quickly, we've got Steve from Griffith back. How you going, guys? G'day, Steve. What have you got for me? Com Games. Yeah, Com Games. I'm thinking not so much of the, the major um, events like the um, athletics and the swimming, which is obviously going to be the MCG, etc. But I'm thinking more, I'm, I'm a big fan of the netball, when you mm. the diamonds yep. and the basketball as well. Um, the diamonds, in terms of netball, is huge popularity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, could, be in a, could be in a regional area like Bendigo, Ballarat. Yep. It would be a huge drawing. You know, you're playing against England, New Zealand. It's 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 almost like a test. So yeah, I'm I'm heavily involved in netball. Actually, umpire. So I'm uh, a brilliant. huge fan of. It. Um, but the netball in particular, and 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 second, and also the basketball as well. But particularly the netball. You imagine just the huge drawing that would be. Yeah, I couldn't agree um, more, Steve. Uh, great point that you make, and I do thank you for ringing up to make it. And as I pointed out before, that from after the Gold Coast Games in 2018, they'd had a 200% increase in sports participation on the Gold Coast as a direct result of the Com Games. And that's a massive win. When Whichever way you look at it, that's a huge win when it comes to junior participation, kids' health, uh, kids getting involved in team sports. You, any way you want to cut that up and any lens you want to look at it through, it's a win. Let's speak to Jack Rewald on the other side of this. The Macca's run. Grab a small chicken meal and cheeseburger for six bucks. This week only, only on the Macca's app. The Macca's run with Sam Hargraves. The Macca's juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today. Uh, well, Richmond are absolutely going to be one of the must-watch sides this year. Uh, can they get back to the top of the mountain, I think, is a big question that everybody's posing. Uh, they've had a big announcement this week, co-captains for the first time in club in their club's history. Uh, and if there's one thing you know about a club that's so well-run uh, and so successful as Richmond have been over the last few years, that you would be foolish to write them off. Uh, and you would do so at your peril. Uh, one of the guys that's going to have a big say in their season and how it unfolds this year, as he has done every year since he's been there, uh, one of everyone's favourites, certainly one of ours here at SEN, of course, a three-time premiership forward from the Tigers, Jack Rewald. Hello, mate. Hi, Sammy. How are you, mate? Look, I'm really good. Uh, we're going to have a chat in a little minute because I think that you may have just secured one of the greatest ambassadorial roles of all time uh, with National Pies. We're going to talk about it in a moment, but I, you are going to do something that I've only I have dreamed about. Uh, growing up as a staunch pie eater my whole life. So I'm looking forward to having a chat to you about that. Um, talk me through co-captains. I I don't know why, but I had it in my head that when it got announced, I went, well, that doesn't sound very Richmond to me. Um, and I don't know why I thought that, but I just did. Take me through co-captains. Dylan Grimes, Nank the Tank. Uh, how did this come about? Yeah, um, oh, look, it's probably... It's something Richmond's done for a while now. We've probably broken the mould a little bit. Uh, Richmond used to be known as the, the team that finished ninth and were very unsuccessful. And then we've obviously been through a little period of success. Last year was a, what we hope is a little blip in the radar. Um, but, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a, I suppose it's a case of... We had two fantastic candidates that... Well, we had lots of fantastic candidates, sorry. But we had two real standouts that, in terms of the voting and... Um, and looking at the the metrics of, of what we believe to be our our, our best fit for a captain, um, two guys' names shone out, and, and we couldn't split them in the end. So we thought, well, you've got to break the mould at some point. You've got to do some. You've always got to do one thing for the first time 
for the first time and we've done that and we've decided to have co-captains and to be honest it's a really exciting proposition for, for our group and um one that I think the players are very happy with the result um, and, and feel like we've had a, uh, a great process in, in, in coming up with our, our two captains in, in Toby and, uh, and Dylan. Saw Damien Hardwick speak about the process. Can you take us inside it? How did, how did this selection come about? Yeah, it's a, without going into too much detail, because it, it is still our IP and we're, we, mm. we, hold the, we hold it very sort of uh, close and... and um, I find it very important, but it, it's it really the names of of the of the players that were up for for candidacy. I suppose weren't sort of bandied around early on. A lot was done on um, what we felt a, a great captain looked like, and, and like, I mean, a lot of our guys' their unconscious bias falls directly into what, what we've had, and that is obviously Trent, who's been a fantastic leader for us for a long time. So we sort of asked them to to pick the eyes out of that in terms of what they want as a captain and you get a whole range of different things from different age demographics to different upbringings in terms of what people see as leaders so came up with our our, our dot points there and then sort of tried to join the dots really in in terms of what we thought was our strengths and what the players thought were were strengths for for each individual that had put their hand up and um yeah we've, we've we've come out with two guys that um, we feel cover all the aspects that will um, accommodate this year's playing group. Do you know if that's common? Because I, I love how that sounds, that you actually you, you design the perfect captain and then once you've established as a group what's the perfect captain for us, you then try to identify who are who is the player or players in this case that best fit that description. I, I think that's brilliant. Do you know if that's quite common in other clubs? Yeah, not sure, not sure, because I haven't been privy to, to many other um, selections of, of, of captains or leaders. And one word that we don't use is we, we never use the word perfect, um, just for the fact that um, that idea our idea on leadership is that it's always sort of meant to be flawed a little bit because yeah. it shows a real a real vulnerability to um, to the followers, the, the, the players that aren't the, the captain and the people that follow the leader, that um, it's okay to, to not be perfect and you don't have to strive for, for perfection. You can strive for, still strive for, for greatness and to be the best version of you, but no one is perfect. And we sort of, so it's probably attributed to the way we play a little bit too. We, ne- we never try and try, play perfect football. We just mm. try and play our, our best football. So um, in terms of other, other selection criteria for other, other people, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, it's it's an interesting one because you you can go just a, a, a pure simple player vote, mm. um, which um, sometimes finds that a lot of younger players may vote for the, who they think the best player is, um, and and I've seen captains that have, have been captain of football clubs that probably haven't been the best the best leader, but they've just been the best player, and then it's. Or you get other people involved in the football club because it's such a big broad business that you need to have someone that can tick off all aspects of, 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 of being the leader of an actual club as well. Like rather than just being the leader of the players, you've still got to be the face of the football club. Um, you've still got to, to have off-field um, expectations of what you do with coterie members, um, what you do with the, how you talk to the senior coach and the senior coaching group, how you deal with the board um, and all those sort of things. So, I mean... This is one thing we haven't had to think about for a long time due to the fact that Trent's been fantastic in the role. So um, whilst, we're, whilst we're sad to, and, and I'm personally sad to see him go, 
as, as captain, uh, he won't be lost on us because he'll still be imparting his wisdom. It, it, this is a really exciting time mm. for for, what, for for a group that's got a new two new faces that will lead them. Uh, new faces bring new ideas, and 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 we won't lose the old because we'll still have Trent and and, and myself and, and Shane there have been there for so long. But we just get two two guys to come in and and look to stamp their mark on on what is um, a very hungry group. Jack Rewalt with us uh, on the Macca's run on SEN. Um, if I had a frame to market, and it would have been around, um, put your put a couple of dollars on. Richmond's next captain from Tasmania. I would have thought you would have been very short priced. Um, and the, the names of Hart and Stewart and I thought Rewalt and Richard, something Richardson never did. I wouldn't. I would not in the life of me thought that Nankervis would be the name next up to be the next Tasmanian captain uh, of the Richmond Footy Club. But that's where we find ourselves. Uh, I think that surprised a lot of people. I'm being facetious, of course, just to give you a bit of a wind up, Jack. But um, I think that one was a bit of a bolt from the blue for some people. Yeah, yeah. Look, and you know what? That's um, this. It probably sums up AFL football in in general, really. That a lot of people judge um, people and players and clubs off the solely what they see on the weekend, or they read on on social media, or they read in the paper. There's so much that goes on inside the four walls of, of an organisation like an AFL club that the nitty gritty, which you, you never get to see unless you, you're lucky enough to be a part of the organisation. And I mean. What what Toby brings is he brings a ferocious attitude on field, uh, and then it's nearly bipolar in terms of off field. He's uh, an extremely caring young man, um, well balanced, um, very very thoughtful, uh, and and he sort of had to do it the, the hard way a little bit too in terms of flying his trade in Sydney for a bit there, being a yeah. for a grand final. Um, being uh, then, then asked to be trade coming to Richmond with a, what, what was what was at the start of uh, 2017 a lot of uncertainty, um, and I think I think a lot of our guys attach themselves to to, to, to Toby as a, as a person and, and, and what he symbolises, and I, I'm um, I think it's a little bit nostalgic and the, the fact that the guy that gets to compete in the first contest of every game is now our captain or one of the captains of our football club. And, and, and that's pretty important, I reckon, to have yep. a, a sort of big, ferocious beast like that. You think of like Matthew Promise, who obviously captain Port Adelaide was was, was very similar to, to, to Toby in the way he played. Yeah. Adam, Adam Kingsley about it, actually, uh, who played with Matthew Promise. There's some real similarities there. I mean, I, I just can't wait to see the first time Toby gets to lead the group out uh, on the AFL calendar. We'll be against Carlton, and he will get that first opportunity to to set the scene for the group and, and what great opportunity for Toby. Jack Rewald, our special guest on the Maccas run, distractingly good deals only on the My Maccas app. More with Jack Rewald on the other side of this. Don't forget, you can text in at any stage, 0433 on the Temper text machine. Temper, a mattress like no other. Or give us a call, 1300 736 We'll be back after this with more of Jack Rewald. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas, juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. Uh, there's some big news out of the Winter Olympics. Slovakia have pulled off one of the all-time great upsets, knocking the US out of the ice hockey at the Winter Olympics in a penalty shootout. This is Miracle on Ice. Mark 
two. Uh, we'll bring you a little bit more information about that uh, before we finish up this evening. A-League action tonight. You'll hear that on SEN as well. Uh, Talking City is up on the other side of this. So at 7 o'clock tonight, the boys from Talking City uh, are back. But Jack Rewald is stuck with us, our special guest uh, on the Macca's run uh, this evening. Uh, you, you, meant, you said something before about uh, about vulnerability, and I wanted to ask you about Damien Hardwick. I got quite, I found myself getting quite, not to lay it on too thick, but I found myself getting quite emotional reading his article during the week uh, in the Herald Sun that he did, where he spoke about last year and the struggles that he was having and how the personal affected the professional and that he wasn't at his best. And I just thought, and and I was one that maybe said, maybe you shouldn't have complained about Marvel and things like that. But I just, I thought it was so impressive and, and courageous and admirable. And it's all the things that we are, are pleading with men to do more and more for him to be that honest, that reflective, that vulnerable in that chat, that open. I, if I'm reading that and I don't know him and I've never met him, I think I've interviewed him a couple of times. How did you feel when you were reading that from, from the guy that you've, you know, had, has been an intangible part of your life for a fair while now? Um, oh, look, I think it fills me with a great sense of pride that mm. um, the leader of, of, our, of our club and um, in terms of our, our playing group and, and our staff um, is so uh, open um, at, at, at being wrong as well. Like, that's that vulnerability. I know we, I said already that we don't speak about the word perfect because it just it literally does not exist in terms of yeah, the human, I love that. human being. There is, there is no perfect human being out there. We have all made mistakes. We've all said things, and, and, and I've said things. So if I could turn back time and take them back, I would. But you, you, You're not Robinson you Crusoe learn, there, mate. <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and, and you put your hand up and you say, yeah, yeah you know what, I've, I've, I've made a blue here. Um, it actually allows, the, allows other people to, especially your disciples or your players underneath you or your staff underneath you, it allows them to, to come out of themselves a little bit and, and know that it's okay to, to make a mistake or to maybe pull the wrong rein when tr- doing something in their life. That They're not going to be crucified and that the sun does come up the next day. So, um, yeah, look, it, it, I think he fills our group with pride um, and, uh, and like, like Trent has led and like Damien has led, we just look to, to follow in their footsteps and, and, and they're the footsteps now that we'll follow with with Dylan and, and Toby. I think we're learning more and more now just of just how tough that role and, and maybe sometimes how lonely that role can be. I mean, when you hear Chris Scott saying last year that he'd, if his brother said, should I coach again, he'd tell him no. Uh, and we've seen what we, you know, we understand that Simon Goodwin went through some struggles over the last couple of years and, and we're hearing those things. And I wonder whether we're just scratching the surface of that and it's something that we'll look a bit more deeper into that, as far as this job goes, just how tough and, and, and sometimes how lonely it can be um, and how difficult it can be as well. Um, but we can have that chat maybe another day, but I think we're just starting to find out a little bit more about it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're, they're glorified positions and they're, they're, they're positions that people seek out to do in arguably Australia's biggest game. But, yeah, the highs do come with the lows. Mm. Um, just, the, just the time invested... Um, the, the mental side of, of your life that you invest in, and the senior coaches invest into to their to their boys and into into their girls as well, like yeah, AFLW and, and obviously uh, men's competition as well. Like 
they're, they're, you can tell that they bloody care, and yep. and it takes a it takes a big toll on on uh, on on the people that take those positions, and it's part of a, uh, a leadership group and a part of a support team that. Um, that, that every club has is that you've got to try mm. and take the burden as much as you possibly can because there is a, a huge weight that goes on the shoulders of, of the people that do lead the football clubs. Uh, Jack Rewalt with us on the Maccas run. Going to talk about his National Pies ambassadorship. Very exciting stuff in just a moment. But, um, hey, uh, are you okay with Sydney Stack jumping off, throwing uh, a pretty good reverse, I've got to say, uh, off a rock formation into... Uh, a body of water below. Uh, it's been pretty divisive. Some would say that uh, your body is like your tool belt or your toolkit if you're a trader. You don't leave that in the back of the ute for someone to steal it because you need that to get rock up to work with. Uh, where others would say, no, players have got to live. He's probably done it a thousand times. I grew up at the Bendigo pool doing that every summer. But uh, where do you sit on it, Jack? Oh, it's a non-issue for mine. Yeah. I'm very quite surprised that well, what I would describe as the premium drive show in, in sports radio in Australia thought that that would be a great topic to talk about and that the people would be engaged in it. Um, but, yeah, non, non-issue non for mine. Non, non-issue. If he had have hurt himself, does it then become an issue? Uh, well, there's two schools of thought here. You can yeah. tell... Um, you can tell young men to come in and how to live their lives and and, and police them with an inch an, in, an inch of their life, mm. or you can let them be adults. And if they make wrong decisions, they serve the consequences of it and they learn the lessons. Now, I'm a, I'm a big believer that you um, you can't baby people in 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 terms of um, in terms of the way they they grow up because they will never learn lessons and they'll continue to make errors and. The, the lessons will be learnt by someone else who has to cover up for them. So um, we, we speak about that a lot. That mm. the, the players, uh, you're still a, you're still a human being and you're still an adult, and you choose how you act and you serve the consequences or you reap the rewards of of what you do. So um, yeah, it's uh, as I said, I, I found it um, a little bit comical that it that it, that it made it as far as it did. Um, but one thing I will say about Sydney Stark is he, he, he's put in a fantastic last month of, of, of training, um, and, he, and yes, he's had some um, he's had a few trials in his, in his past, um, but he is uh, he's looking in fantastic shape. The best shape I've, I've seen him look at uh, looking sorry, and his training standards are, are, are really great at the moment. So we're, we're really proud of of what he's doing at the moment, and. Um, we will continue to support him to the hilt. Yeah, I, I, I'm a massive fan. I've got to say, not blowing smoke, but um, I'm, I think he's. Oh, I think he could have just an almighty year, and he is as tough as they come. I, I can't wait to see what uh, 2022 is for him. Just a couple more, um, and love chatting to you. Uh, I've got the feeling that Dustin Martin's got a mantle to reclaim this year. Uh, can't, I have no understanding. Um, or frame of reference to what he's gone through with a lacerated kidney, losing 10 or more kilos and having to come back from that, a long time lying down uh, in a hospital bed. But he sits there and, and watches, you know, Petrarca and Bontempelli and Oliver and Wine's name come up in lights. But um, this is uh, the guy that Lee Matthews said, I don't get worried about, I don't get offended being compared to. And I think there's another chapter to be written in the story. And are you as excited as I am about what Dustin Martin's gonna be? Uh, might just look to do <laughs> to the competition this year. Um, yeah, no, I am. Um, I, I don't. To be honest, I don't really think about Dustin the player that much mm. anymore because I sort of know what you're going to get. Uh, and the, the kidney issue aside and everything like that, the, the, the biggest thing for Dustin going forward is um, 
I mean, he's, he's just been like, yes, the, the injury, but I, I think the passing of his father is probably yeah. the, uh, at that, that's, that's the, the most trying thing in his life at the moment. And, and that would be for anyone to, to reconcile that in terms of, um, I mean, he hadn't seen his father for, for nearly two years yeah. um, prior to, to his passing. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think um, that's where Dustin will need our, our support the most. He will, he will bring what he brings on field and um, Lee's, Lee's 100% right. He, yeah. he, he's arguably one of the greatest players to have played the game, but he also extremely professional as well but yep. um I, I never worry about him as a player I, I just I just want to support him more as a, as a person so um, I should have actually mentioned that, that too in that in that preamble but how have you guys been able to, to do that because you're right it's tough for anyone to lose a parent but when you haven't been able to see them for a long time and a lot of people would have experienced that uh, through COVID as well uh, unfortunately how have you been able to support him um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, Sam, when someone passes. The, the first sort of two to four weeks, and, and I've sort of experienced this as well, the first two to four weeks you, you get um, an amazing amount of messages and support because it's front of mind. It's the, it's the follow-ups post that. Yeah. Um, and and my, my, one thing I'd like, so I'll give an example from my, my own personal life, is that Steve Morris texts me every year on the um, – on the date of, of Maddie's passing, um, and mm. and like I said, Morrow went out sort of out of my life for a while. He went went to Adelaide and did a few things away from there, and he came back to the football club to play VFL, and now he's a part of our coaching group. Um, so for him to do that is, is is so important, and they're the relationships that I mean, Dustin will be will be re- leaning on and, and requiring for people that don't just be there at the start; they're there for for the journey and. Um, He's got a he's got a lot of a lot of uh, mates down at the football club and a lot of mates outside the football club that are they're making sure he's going okay and 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 uh, he'll have his ups and he'll have his downs but mm. got a great support network around him at the moment. Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. Um, you are about to do something that I think uh, anyone who just thrives on a meat pie would be insanely jealous of what you're about to do with National Pies. Just explain what you're about to do with them. Uh, yeah, no, so, no, well, this is a funny story. National Pies came on board. I did a, a charity ride for, for a young man who unfortunately became a, a quadriplegic in, in Hobart um, over my break, and um, they jumped on board as a sponsor, um, donated some money to, to helping um, the young man, Ryan Wiggins, and his recovery uh, back from, from, uh, from what he's... Uh, what's happened to him and then just started a bit of a relationship through there. And, um, I've been lucky enough to go into the pie factory, uh, down in Hobart, right in the CBD there. Uh, and I've tasted nearly every pie on the range and I wanted to put my own skin on it as well. So they've, uh, they've got me on board to help with a pie and, um, <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you what it is. Yet, oh, but, come uh, on. I can't tell you what it is, but it's going, it's going to go Australia wide. I don't. I, we hope to go global, um, but it's certainly going to go right around Australia. So uh, very exciting times. It's, it's a lot of fun too. I tell you what, it is a lot of fun. But I sweated bullets when I was in there uh, at, in the uh, pie factory when they were making them. It, it was a hot, hot, hot job, and uh, certainly uh, I count my lucky stars that I can somewhat kick a bag of uh, bag of. <laughs> Red leather around and do okay. So um, no, I'm uh, 
great fun. Good fun to be involved with. Uh, that's really exciting. You and National Pies, that looks like a, a match made in heaven. Thank you so much, mate. Always enjoy catching up with you. One of our own here uh, at SEN, of course. I didn't even ask you if this is going to be your last year because I wouldn't do that to you, mate. I'll just save that for another time. <laughs> I might have another interview before then. You can ask it next time. Fair enough. Uh, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. All right, Sammy. Good on you, mate. Jack Rewald, our special guest on the Maccas run, distractingly good deals only on the My Maccas app. Uh, make sure you do download that My Maccas app as well. Uh, I've got it. Best thing I've ever done. Best app I have is the My Maccas app. I'll delete all the rest as long as I could just keep the My Maccas app. The Maccas run, uh, of course, for the My Maccas app, distractingly good deals only. On the My Maccas app, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Last drinks, last call, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I've got a couple of texts here to get through on the other side of this. Congratulations to Mark Steckity, who's been called in leading wicket taker of the Sheffield Shield this season. Been really consistent over the last couple of years. Unfortunately, Michael Nisa out of the Pakistan tour. Uh, Steckity has been brought in to replace his fellow Queenslander. Uh, this is the Maccas run on SEN. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas, juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. Uh, the gents from Talking City up next at 7 o'clock and then Melbourne victory in action in the A-League tonight. You'll hear that game uh, right here on SEN. Uh, good to see Anthony McDonald, Tim and Woody back at Essendon training. Um, his career, he took some, just a little time away to deal with some personal issues in conjunction with a calf injury. Made a welcome return to training today. According to reports, Jack Darling's 2022 season could still be alive and well. Sources saying that the Eagles forward might just overcome his COVID vaccine reluctance and accept the approved Novavax within a week. Yeah, if the timeline worked out okay, he might just be ready to go for round one, which is pretty timely given Oscar Allen's going to have a delayed start to the season with thinking with that stress-related foot injury. Um, speaking about pressure on coaches a little before, we, before we understand that we all know the story that's been doing the rounds in regards to Simon Goodwin. Well, uh, Christian Petrarca was on Kiss FM today and uh, fully backed in his coach. My perspective on him hasn't changed at all. Um, I think there's a few things. I think Goody for me has been someone that's backed me in since day one. So when all this came out, I was a bit, what's going on, to be honest. Mm. But um, no, he's been amazing for me in my journey. Um, yeah, he's been, he's like a second dad to me. We joke all the time that he calls me his son and I call him my dad. So, um, yeah, he's been amazing for us. And I think as well, when you, Clint would understand this is a footy club. You haven't been in the spotlight for so long. So this, this noise, when you win a premiership and teams are up on top, it's probably something we have to get used to in terms of, I mean, industry is a, I mean, the footy industry is a tough one because you're constantly giving feedback and accepting feedback, honestly, like it's, it's very different to other no, I don't know. Other organisations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite harsh because I was in like, you know, the feedback I give my teammates is quite harsh because the expectation to win is yeah, the most important enormous. thing. You know, and when you've got, you know, 50,000 Melbourne fans who, you know, who are suffering from not winning a premiership, that expectation and pressure, not just on the coach, but on us, grows and grows and grows. So for us, it gets more important that winning is the most important thing. So for us... Yeah, there was a lot of pressure on everyone, not just Goody on ourselves, because 2019 and 2020 was crap years. So yeah, 2021 right. was a year to sort of improve, and we did. 
Christian Petrarca, Kiss FM, thanks for that audio today, defending his coach. Hey, thanks for all your texts that have come through a few here. The road cycling for the Com Games has to go down the Great Ocean Road. I like that one. Dean says, brilliant idea having the Com Games in 2016 in Victoria. Geelong, Maui, Taralgon, if they have T20 cricket, use Geelong, Moorabbin, Casey Fields, Benigo, Ballarat, Shep. Squash could be held in Wangaratta. It uh, would be a great idea to have the Com Games regionally. Basically, it would be an upgrade to regional facilities that are seriously lacking. That's from Dave in Hamilton. Uh, so thank you for all those calls and texts, temper text, temper a mattress like no other. And a big thanks, of course, to Maccas for basically putting on the Maccas run, distracting the good deals only on the My Maccas app. I wonder if Maccas would let me make my own burger. Maybe that's what we should ask for. Talking City Boys are up next. Have a great night. Stay safe. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.